one of the things that I like to do, as you probably have seen, is to kind of break down a situation or a problem kind of to the bottom line. Like, what is the root? What's the cause of the issue? I like to deal with facts so that my emotions, they can stay settled. (laughs) What I've seen constantly over almost 25 years in business is that fear is the bottom line of most of our problems in life and in business. And today, we'll cover the basics of fear in your business some new ways to look at fear and some of the situations that you may be familiar with that are actually rooted in fear. All right, so let's get started. Do you wish that the waiting was less painful and confusing in your coaching or course creation business? Do you wish that you could finally drop the fear of doing it right or of not knowing your next steps? Are you scared of getting distracted from God's way for your business? I am so excited that you're here. This podcast will help you develop patience in his timing, choose faith over fear, and develop trust in he who has called your name. Hey, I'm Jennifer, Christ follower, military wife, mama who wanted to contribute to my family by activating my God-given gifting and teaching others to do the same. For two decades, I tried to grow business my way, getting caught up in all the shiny objects and new ideas that people shared. I looked back and saw that I was everywhere except where I needed to be to where I was called to be, and that was walking with God down the path of my business journey. And since then, I've completely opened my hands and submitted my business to the Lord. I daily realign myself to who He is and how He's made me, and I'm ready to support and encourage you with your business journey. So, if you are ready to enjoy your journey, to choose bravery and faith over fear, and drop control in favor of God's timing, then this podcast is for you. Now grab your favorite pen, your prettiest journal, and your coziest chair, and let's start our walk down the path with him. Hello, friend. Are you finding yourself burned out and frustrated because you've consumed a never-ending list of self-help resources and it's not gotten you any closer to your goals? I spent more than 20 years growing businesses with a steady diet of the latest and greatest self-help books, seminars, and following all of the biggest business self-help gurus. I felt that I was doing all the right things, learning what was kind of working at the moment. And what I really was doing was distracting myself from my God-given gifts to serve those I've been asked to serve. This self-help obsession was unsettling my soul, digging me deeper into debt, and distracting me from hearing from God on what his desire was for my business. I want you to know that you have never had to buy into the self-help lies that the business community has been creating in order to grow your kingdom business. I invite you to come and share a coffee date with me and do a self-help detox. The Self-Help Detox is a 30-minute mini workshop. You can grab your favorite mug, your favorite pen, and your prettiest journal and sit down with me as I walk you through the three steps to revive and renew your soul and get you ready to go down that path with the Lord. I've been able to feel flow over the past several years and growing my business after detoxing from the world's way of doing business has shown itself to be so much more fulfilling and satisfying. I've been able to spend more time with family and doing other things like learning how to grow in the garden and eating healthier while answering God's call. Come right now to bit.ly.com slash selfhelpdetox. That's B-I-T dot L-Y dot com slash selfhelpdetox. And see if the detox is something that might help you free up more time, energy, joy, and peace. I'll see you there. Now, I believe that the enemy doesn't want us to share about certain things that happen to us in life. Why? Because sharing would actually help the body of Christ be stronger. Sharing things that have happened to us or things that we think. Um, and around a lot of these things he doesn't want us to share about, he puts a lot of shame and guilt. It's in sharing, regardless of the guilt and shame, that the power of God wins. And so have you ever been asked directly about what you fear? Like, tell me about your fears. Like the first thing you do is you kind of 
it's that feeling of kind of collapsing upon yourself. It's it's imploding. It's it's a shame feeling, embarrassment. Today's discussion, I want to share my favorite book besides the Bible. When I, when I read this book, I became aware and was able to better perceive the lies that the enemy was telling me to kind of manipulate me toward his will and away from God's. And I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called the Screw Tape Letters. And there's a version for kids as well. And it's just briefly, it's all about one of the devil's minions named Screwtape. And he is uh, an uncle and he's teaching his nephew how to be a devil, how to be a demon and how to trick humans uh, away from God. It's, it's, it's eye-opening on so many levels. So I recommend that you go get that one. Okay, so let's start with the definition of fear. I find definitions are so good because it gets us on the same page and lets us know that we're talking about the same thing. So, um, and it's, it's very factual. Definition's factual. Okay, and facts take away the emotions out of things and, and can make them kind of easier to walk through together. Okay, so the definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. Now, when we're talking about taking the emotion out of things, that really, since fear is an emotion, it really helps us to kind of compartmentalize. Um, I don't know, you know, a ridiculous amount about, about the brain, but I know a little bit. And there's a part in your brain that deals with emotions. It's called the amygdala. And um, very you know, very core human emotions. And I kind of think of it as my lack, lack brain, my lack mentality brain. And then the four, the four, like right behind your forehead, there's a part that is more rational. And it's a much bigger, much bigger size part of your brain. The first place that we tend to fall, our brains usually tend to fall into the amygdala, the emotion part. And it's only strengthening this frontal part of our brain that we can pull ourselves out of that and help to compartmentalize against fear. Why does the devil use fear? Because it's effective. Fear is a great tool to manipulate someone to doing something even if they know it's wrong. What does the enemy... I did uh, some research on this and I found a really great blog by Amy Blossom, B-L-O-S-S-O-M. Amy is A-M-Y. You can find her at www.allthingslife.org. And the blog post is about the tactics of Satan. And I love that she said this. Why does the enemy use fear to steal souls from the Lord? Satan uses our weaknesses against us in order to cause us to sin with the hopes that we stray from God and continue to live in sin. So how does fear show up in our businesses? I did, I've done a lot of market research lately, both with individuals and in Facebook groups and um, trying to get kind of to the bottom of what holds us back, not only in life, but in our businesses as female Christian entrepreneurs that have their online businesses. And basically the biggest one is fear. And so I thought I'd go over some of the ways, the most popular, the three most popular ways that I see and that I felt personally that fear shows up in our business. Um, the first thing that I hear so much is uh, about the fear of not knowing what to do. So we're waiting to do something until we know how to do it, or we're waiting to do something, we're waiting to act until we know exactly what we're supposed to do. Why is this a problem? Why is this something that's getting in our way of continuing forward on that path, that the journey, the business journey that God is leading us through. Okay. Fear of knowing what to do. This is falling into perfectionism. 
So I'm waiting. I'm sitting still until I can get it perfect. And if the goal is perfection, then this is an illusion. It's something that we're never going to obtain. It is, it's almost an idol. Okay. So how can we remember what God has told us about perfectionism or being perfect? Philippians 2.12 says that we must cooperate with God's work. That is his perfection of us. His goal in perfecting us is to make us more like him. So we're called to live godly lives, to submit to God, but the focus of the Bible's commands is not on others' perceptions of us, as is often the idol of the perfectionist. Instead, the focus is on our heart's posture toward God. Okay, so the first one, the first fear that I see showing up a lot in those people I talk with um, is is doing it right, making it, doing what's right, doing it the way it's going to be the most effective, trying to kind of manipulate the outcome. This all has to do with perfectionism. Okay. The next fear that I hear a lot about is um, where, as it comes around the fear of selling, it, it's something in our culture. Um, there's a lot of people that uh, are take advantage of people. When you are, when somebody's in a sales position, the goal is to sell you something and to meet their goal, they must sell you something. And so in doing so, they may use techniques, lies that are kind of not on the up and up, right? And so we're fear, we're, we are afraid of being taken advantage of, and we don't want other people to see us that way. There's some tremendous salespeople in this world that are not about taking advantage of other people, okay? Um, so it's not an all or nothing thing, but when it comes to selling something, that is an initial fear that many people have, okay? And so if you're going to be building a business, part of that is selling selling what you do. So how you're going to help somebody, right? And so I feel that when I had this fear as well, the fear of selling is really a fear of what people will think. And so why is this no good? Okay. Number one, it limits God. It, it, it stifles him. It, it, he has asked us to do something and to move forward in a way that we're supposed to obey. And if we stop because we're afraid of what people will think, how we will be perceived, then that is going to be limiting. So how are we going to get over this one? Okay, this one is great. Proverbs 29, 25. It's dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you. But if you trust in the Lord, you are safe. Okay, that's something that you can remind yourself when you are being hit with this fear, okay? Bring the rational into the emotional. The rational says the Bible, which is God-ordained information for us, Proverbs 29, 25 says, It is dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you, but if you trust the Lord, you are safe. Uh, the final thing for today, the fear of waiting. What this generally looks like when I'm talking with people is I need to be patient. I'm having a hard time being patient. I want to hear from God now. I want to make sure I'm doing things now, the right way now, now. And especially from my perspective of being born mid-70s and growing up through the 80s and 90s and now or in you know 20 years into the 2000s, um, almost 25 years into the 2000s, I've definitely seen the ability or the call to wait 
subtracted. There are there are so many ways to get us past waiting that now we are just expecting to not have to wait for anything. And I think that I think that's what you hear so many people getting angry in amusement parks. I think it's because they don't know what to do with having to wait for, you know, wait in line for something. Like there's there's all these things, crazy things happening at Disney World and stuff because people are having to wait in line. They're getting themselves into trouble because they don't know how to wait. Okay, so the fear of letting go. I think this is what the fear of letting go of control. Because when we're waiting, that's a painful thing. That's a painful psychological thing that we are doing. Potentially physical as well. But and we want to get out of that pain as much as possible. So we want to grab that situation from God and try to fix it and try to do something with it ourselves. Now, this is no good because I kind of look at it like we are putting our fingerprints all over God's work, thinking that ours is better. We're, we're messing up the whole situation because we have not allowed, we've not allowed our amygdala to go to sleep on this one. We want the rationale, the logic brain needs to be taken over. And there's things you can do to help you be more patient, right? A- an infant, a baby, a toddler, you know, a tween, a teen, they're still developing that waiting mechanism. But as we are mature, we're no longer children. We act as grownups. Waiting is part of life. It's a huge part of life. And letting go of that control. When God says, wait, when we're praying, we're asking for, you know, things that we would love to see, he always answers prayer. It's either yes, no, or wait. Okay? And so if he's telling us to wait, it's not for us to swoop in and try to save the day. Okay, so uh, Jeremiah 10, 23. I know people's lives are not their own. It isn't for them to direct their steps. Jeremiah 10.23 says that. Okay, so for the things that I've mentioned in the podcast, go ahead. You can see them in the show notes. And so let's finish today with some prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for guiding this market research. Thank you so much for people being honest about what trips them up. Thank you for the community of uh, Christian women who are building their businesses for you to help bring this information out to support and encourage and change people to do your will so that the blessings you've given them, the gifts you've given them can be put more out into the world to bring more light to you. We pray for a week where we are giving you our fears because you are the one that can change them to faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, quick update. Our goal is to have listeners in all of the 50 states since we are here in Dallas, Texas, United States of America. And so we have, I'm going to start going two two per week so that we can get this completed by the end of 2023. All right. So this week we are inviting anybody in Minnesota and Mississippi to join us. So if you have friends, you have relatives, you have somebody that's important in your life who could really benefit from being connected to our podcast and our community, please forward this podcast to them to let them know that we're here. We're here to encourage female Christian online business owners, anybody in the coaching community or the course creation community to really use God-given skills and um, strengths and talents to support and encourage 
efforts to support and encourage others uh, to build their businesses in a way that brings light to the Lord. I'll meet you back on Friday for another episode. Remember, success is in obedience. Bye-bye.